Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. I am Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we're the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. We are back with the man, the legend, the myth, Joe DeSena. Man, he is one overcomer. In fact, he's teaching you how to overcome the obstacles of life. This is part two of a two-part series with Joe. Joe is the founder of Spark and CEO of Spartan. He's a best-selling author of three different books, The Spartan Way, Spartan Up, Spartan Fit. Uh, he's got a new TV series as well about the uh, No Retreat Business Boot Camp. Maybe he'll talk a little bit about that on today's show. But if you remember, if you're with us last time, Overcomer Nation, we were getting some great lessons. We were getting some lessons from Joe about his time as a pool boy. He was uh, working for a mob boss who was teaching about being 15 minutes early, uh, making sure that he did more than was expected and didn't have his hand out because if you do more than is expected, you'll get more than is expected. Uh, he had some great lessons from the Cornell College about how there's a front door, a side door, and then there's a third door. Uh, talked about saving the fun for later because he had to handle some rejection in order to get into Cornell. Uh, talked about some game changers in his life. And we left off in Quebec. We left off in Quebec when Joe was going through a time that really has a lot to do with how he thinks today and what he's created today. So Joe, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, that, that was an exciting intro. I'm pretty pumped up now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, can you uh, maybe just kind of give a little recap? You know, we were just heading into Quebec uh, on the last show. and Just kind of tell everybody about that time and what was going on there, if you would. You know, I, I, um, I had stumbled upon these crazy races uh, that existed at that time in the, in the mid-90s. Um, Eco Challenge, you heard, you heard of these things, and uh, they were called adventure races. And I just got excited about them. They were extremely expensive to do. They were very complicated to put on, and they were typically held in very remote, crazy locations. Um, I had no experience doing them. Uh, the only way I was able to get on a top team was I said, I'll buy the gear, I'll pay the entry fee, I'll put us on planes. So I was buying my way in and uh, this team graciously accepted that transaction. I pay, you guys teach me, make sure I don't die and, uh, and we'll get home. And Northern Quebec was gonna be like a learning experience. It was gonna be a quick win. We were gonna go win this thing. Uh, and, and tune ourselves up for a bigger event in Alaska called the Iditarod. Um, mm -hmm. So I wasn't really worried about this Quebec race because it was being it was being suggested that like oh, I was just gonna you know check the box on this one. This was like a little tune up, you know. Well, Northern Quebec for anybody that knows can like it's pretty rugged out there. I was I was informed maybe halfway through this thing I should have known earlier that like there's not too many humans that have ever been up in there like, for good reason. It's fucking cold, <laughs> <laughs> really cold and, and really snowy and really rugged. And, um, 
and we found ourselves at one point at the top of a mountain. We had to trek to the top of the mountain, and then we were going to rappel down the mountain. Well, as we were about to rappel, we were in second place, surprisingly. We had no business being, being up there in second place, but somehow through just sheer resilience, we were in second place, I don't know, three or four days into this race, really cold. And you get to the top of the thing, you, you, you get your uh, harness on, you strap in, and we're going to drop, I don't know, 1,500 feet. Uh, we're going to rappel down this thing. Well, we're being held up. We can't get on the ropes. The, um, the folks that are setting the ropes there have an issue, which we don't know what the issue is because we can't see over the other side. And it's like 2 in the morning. It's complete darkness. And apparently, uh, because there's not a 1,500-foot-long rope, um, one of the ropes, if you could envision, let's say, a, let's say a 300-foot rope, for example, it would have a tie-in point at the top, and it would have a tie-in point at the end of it, and then you would switch over to the next rope, and that would have a tie-in, tie-in. Um, unfortunately, one of the ropes untied at, at, at its base, so uh, for somebody like me with no experience repelling off that rope, I would have just went right off the rope. Right. I, I wouldn't have felt that it was loose or whatever. Um, the folks that were in first place were very experienced, even though it was, you know, one or two in the morning, it was dark. Uh, they ha obviously had head headlamps on and uh, they were experienced enough to realize that it wasn't tied into the rock. And so they were stuck there. They couldn't make their way to the next rope. Um, so the organizer couldn't let anybody else on the ropes for obvious reasons. So we were sitting there, we were sitting there, we were starting to get really cold. Um, mandatory gear in this race was to have a team tent. Um, but, but with any race like this, one of the strategies is to have as little gear as possible. So everybody ended up I don't want to say cheating, but fudging. So our tent was purposely cut in half. So technically it was a tent, but it wasn't really a tent. So we had no tent to, to, to hole up into while we were waiting for the situation to get resolved. So we decided we'll hike down and we'll pass, we'll pass the team that's stuck on the ropes and we'll end up in first place. So I don't know whose idea of the four of us it was, but rather than take the same way down where there were obvious tracks because we had hiked up for four or five hours to get to the top of this thing, we saw a new faster route potentially right off the side of the mountain. Oh gosh. So it was snowy, it was deep snow. And so we started hiking down and hiking down and now we're about an hour down and um, we don't realize that um, we, if you look, if you were at the base of the mountain and you looked up, it was sheer rock on the right. It was sheer rock on the left. And then there was like some snow drifts in the middle. That's what we were walking on. But we didn't see either side of that. We just, we were in the snow. And um, about halfway down, um, you're extremely tired. You're hallucinating. You haven't eaten trying to get, and we're falling down like as if we were bowling balls. We are falling down this thing. It's so steep. There's so much snow. And I went right off the edge. And 
there was a, like a branch, thank God. And I, I had like one hand, like a, literally like in a movie, a cliffhanger. I had one hand, I'm hanging on this branch. And um, my teammates couldn't get close enough to it without them being in danger. So they, they created a string of three people. And one of my teammates hung his snowshoe over the edge with his foot. And I was able to get on the snowshoe and pull myself back up. Um, and we, then we had to wait for the sun to come up to try to figure out where the hell we were and how we were going to get down this thing. We couldn't go back up. It was too steep to get back up. The snow was too deep. Um, we ended up stuck there for a while. We ended up digging ourselves into a little snow cave um, to stay warm. We eventually made our way to the bottom. It was probably midday. Um, the other teams had made their way down the rope by then because we, you know, that issue was resolved. And we looked up, and I remember like yesterday, I remember the moment looking up and thinking, None of us should be alive. Like, I can't even believe what I'm looking at. How stupid were right. we? That was the dumbest thing I could have, I could have done. And um, anyway, that was a game changer for me. I started to really, um, you know, if I didn't appreciate life before, I really started to appreciate life. I, I started to um, fall in love with the idea of um, taking, I felt alive too, right? I felt really alive. Um, because, you know, I think for most of our time on this planet, our species has had a lot of near calls, a lot of close calls with, with death or, or, or dangerous situations. Now, most of us, our dangerous situations are traffic or uh, a bad business deal or, or whatever it may be, right? Like, um, and you don't feel as alive. So I felt, I felt extremely alive and extremely cold. And um, the next part, of the story was awesome because then then we were in the valley when we looked up and we had to immediately head back up the other side of the mountain and what's awesome about that is when you're really cold and you're really tired and you're really broken um energy uh, begets energy so mm -hmm. like you can't be energized unless you're expending energy Yes. Um, and, and so I, what I found over, over the decades of doing these races, um, when you're heading back up, like you start to feel alive again. So come, going, going back up the other side was actually a gift. And then when we got to the top of that side, um, it, was, it, it, it was almost like we entered, um, and it was nothing that um, had been organized, but it was almost like we entered this massive luge track because it was like icy and it was like bank turns and we ended up sliding down this thing for i don't know a good 10 15 minutes until we get into a um a frozen lake mm -hmm. and then we walked across this frozen lake that was again like yesterday in my head um and you could just see as far as you could see forward and to the right and it was just it was just white you know and it was it was um it was awesome anyway i, I don't need, i don't know where i was going with the story well but, actually i i think i i want to i want to give you a quote and i want to have you comment on that quote but uh i i guess I, I do have a couple of questions pertaining to that story i mean you were saved by a human chain with a, a snowshoe i mean that's pretty that's pretty darn impressive to begin with um 
And uh, you were on day four of this race when it started, right? And so how many days does a race like this typically go on for? I mean, the, the best the best teams would finish those races in five or six days. Uh, the middle was probably eight to 10, and the back of the pack was 12 to 14. Wow. You know, so here's the quote that I want to give you, and I, I want to see what you think about it. Um, I know it's been true in my own life. I feel like I can accomplish more because of what I've been through. Um, the depth of your struggle will determine the height of your success. Do you think that moments, uh, I mean, that, that's a pretty crucial moment in your life. You're very lucky to be alive. Nothing like a brush with death to make you feel alive, right? Um, what do you think that, you know, all this stuff that you've been willing to go through has to do with your success today? Well, I'm going through hell right now. I mean, our, our business um, is, is starting back up, but it's, it's a nightmare um, trying to get this thing. To, you know, if you could envision when a business has momentum and things are moving um, pre-COVID, it's a little easier when it's completely stopped and shut down and then trying to start it again is a, is a financial and mental nightmare. And so that's what, that's what I'm dealing with now. And um, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say every single day I want to quit. Mm -hmm. Every day. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I, it's never been like this where I wake up and like, there's always a kick in my step and it's the greatest business ever and I love what I'm doing. And these days it's like, oh, I got to deal with this. I got to figure out um, how to make this, this part of the business less expensive, how to do this, how to pay bills. And... Um, but then I'm able to reflect on those crazy experiences where, you know, um, you were really cold, really tired, really hungry, almost dead and say, you know, slap myself and say, snap the fuck out of it. What are you yeah. doing? Like, let's go. Hmm. And so I think, I think when I, when we talk about how important doing hard, difficult things are like Spartan or Tough Mudder or any of the races here we're describing, um, or just living uh, in a, a life where you take the stairs instead of the escalator. Um, it's so important because you get a chance to reflect back mm -hmm. on uh, previous struggles so that you, you have a reference point and could say, wait a minute, you've, you've dealt with worse than this. Like, like last week I was getting through it because I was saying, well, Joe, you were just in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. and like, like, imagine being there and having to like fight for yeah. your family yeah. for your country like it's not that bad yeah don't be a wimp here yeah you know i, I was watching a recent uh video with simon sinek I, I love simon sinek i think he's a great author um and he said that people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it uh, and he says that was the most successful companies and i know a bit about your mission uh we've taken uh, our fitness location to Spartan events and you know we're a proud member of every franchise is a proud member of the the DECA thing that you started which I'm very grateful for that because it really broke our hearts not to be able to take our members to events and we started having our own events in our gym you know because of that so um you you have a goal to get 100 million people off the couch like if somebody was to ask you why you do what you do as opposed to just what you do right you know what would you say about that it, what would I say? Like, what is our why? 
Yeah, I guess there it is. Yeah. In our why, uh, I've, I've been extremely vocal about it, is to change 100 million lives, right? And, and um, it's a ridiculous goal. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to 100 million. Why not uh, a million or a billion or like 100 million? I said, is, it's hard. it'll be hard enough. We've had 10 million graduates when you look at all our brands over the years. Um, it's hard enough for us to hit that number. It's not impossible, but it's close to impossible. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe you get a free pass to heaven if you change 100 million lives. <laughs> <laughs> what does that look like when you say change your life? I mean, is there a specific story? I, mean, I know you must have so many stories over the years of just how you've watched people who maybe didn't even have fitness in their life come in and do a Spartan. And, you know, you were just so proud of what you were able to create in their lives the same way we use fitness coaches. Well, yeah, that's it. what I was. Well, two things I was going to say is one, the first Spartan I ever did, I was absolutely shocked because going the mountain and coming back down the mountain. Then when I found out I had to go back up, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that's the design. So, yeah. So when you, just telling your story I was like oh that's why he does it so I thought that was because I was like oh no I gotta go back up so but when I finished it oh my gosh I mean I was intimidated I was nervous even though you know I'm into fitness I was like didn't know what to expect I didn't know what the obstacles were gonna be I didn't know how hard it was gonna be and I'm gonna tell you I was like I am a badass bitch right now. So <laughs> I was so proud of myself and like, and it gave me this perspective for any of our clients that are like, I don't, I can't, I'm like, oh no, you can, you can. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. You just, you know, you got to rest, you rest, you know, you got to walk it, you walk it, you can do it. And how you feel after, it's just amazing. It's just, it's absolutely cloud nine you know it's so i don't know it's so good so good so but, there's one testimony already yeah. you know and and that's that's perhaps the type of change that you're trying to create but uh you know when you say 100 million lives and you say you want to change 100 million lives what are some of those or at least one of those moments that you're like that's why i do what i do that's why even going through this i can say let's not quit because i mean, I mean I get them all day, right? I'm back with my husband. I'm back with my wife. I lost 200 pounds. I don't, I don't do drugs. I gave up drinking. Yeah. I, I started my own business. I recovered from a failed business. Every single day I get those emails. Um, three days ago or two days ago, I got an email that said, um, hey, Joe, I met you last year. Uh, I was thinking about not going to college. You made me go. I said, I told the kid, go to college. And uh, I'm a year in, I made Dean's list, and I'm going to finish this wow. thing. And I said, you know, I don't know, this one's really special to me. Like, I, I've had them all, but um, obviously it's not as significant as somebody that says, I lost my leg and you, you empowered me again. But for some reason, the college one was, I really like uh, affecting young people. I wish we had access to more young people, typically a, a younger person. Um, you know, 25 and, and below, they feel invincible. We all felt invincible from 20 and we don't feel like we need something like this. We start to feel like we need this probably around 28, 29, 35. Um, but I really like to get the young people because um, if you could, there's so many kids, uh, girls and boys 
that uh, maybe they don't know how to play basketball or hockey or football or whatever. And so they're in some ways they're kind of locked out of, of all that physical activity. They're not playing, they're not playing a sport. Um, and this is really the human sport. This is a sport anybody could do and feel like an Olympian or a Navy SEAL for a day mm -hmm. and then get all the benefits you described um, mm -hmm. yourself when you did the Spartan race. Um, so I don't know if I answered the question or not, but. No, no, that's a, that's a really great answer. <laughs> and the, it's really what I was looking for because I think that you have the right vision when the vision is bigger than you. Can one person reach a million people? Yes. Can one person reach a hundred million people? No. Um, I, you need other people on the journey with you. And, and we want to be part of that. We want to be part of putting marriages back together, people losing weight or getting off drugs or, you know, going back to school or believing that they can, you know, rebuild their business or whatever the case might be. So I wanted to just ask you in this show that we want to share with the world, how can, how can people help you continue to grow towards reaching a hundred million lives, you know? Well, you, what just, you, like? you just gave me an idea. So you guys have a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me, so what do you have? You have this podcast, you have a gym. What, what else do you have? So, you know, we do life coaching, we do speaking, um, and we, uh, you know, have this franchise. So there's several locations, New York, Pennsylvania, Indiana, soon to be New Hampshire. Uh, so, yeah. And the franchise is a physical gym? Yep. Yeah. In fact, we're sitting in it right now. Yep. It's a wonderful physical gym. And then, and then you do life coaching as well. Other, other, yeah. So, um, look, I think it's a very, you guys know better than anybody. It's a very difficult thing that we're taking on. We're asking in a world of easy, in a world of soft, everything being sold makes your life supposedly more convenient. Like I'm selling heart. I'm selling challenge. I'm selling discipline. I'm selling commitment. Who the hell wants to buy that? Nobody. We, we are actually predisposed and hardwired, softwired to avoid those things. Our brains who, that require so much energy to operate are like, they, they view it as a threat. Don't, don't go climb that mountain. Don't go do that. You're taking energy away from this precious brain uh, that we have here. But, but that's because it was designed so long ago and it made sense back then it doesn't make sense now in this world of netflix and popcorn right so, mm -hmm. so i need you and about ten thousand others like you to um to help me rope people in and and give them a taste i'm i'm the physical expression of what you guys are doing on the podcast right i i i built this giant we built this giant footprint this place where People could come together for a day or a weekend and, and feel everything we're talking about. And mm -hmm. a lot of people say to me, Joe, you should build a permanent course here or there. And the reality is it doesn't really work because it's the fact that there's eight or 10 or 12,000 people there together doing mm -hmm. it. Like think about when you work out alone in the gym, I work out mm -hmm. alone every morning. I go to level one. Somebody shows up. I don't even say anything. We're at level three. Yeah, right. yep. so we're at level five because right. yeah, we do group training. We know. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it ups the game. So, so, um, by the way, let me, let's create a, you know how there's Murph who obviously, because he was a veteran and, mm -hmm. and he died, um, for his cause, um, 
he's, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that. Murph is awesome. Everybody should do Murph at least once a year. But I just created Joe. Yeah. All right, here's, the Joe, here's the Joe workout. You ready? It's, um, it's 10. You, you guys have assault bikes, I'm sure, or something similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of DECA, we do. Right. That's why we bought them. Yeah. So um, I want, I want to help, help me create this. I've, I've developed it in the last five days. So it's, um, it's 100 calories on the assault bike. Um, at a minimum, um, in other words, you got, you could only do better than this, not worse. You got to get it done in 10 minutes. So you got hundred calories to get done in 10 minutes should be doable for most people. You can work up to it. Then it's a two mile run at your pace. Um, then you come back and do another 20 minutes on the assault bike, get 200 calories done. Mm -hmm. And then it's 50 pull-ups, 50 push-ups, 50 squats. 50 leg hanging leg raises, toe touches. Um, you could do them any way you want. You could do them in a row. You could do sets of five each, 10 rounds. Um, and the goal is to get the whole thing done under an hour. Wow. Wow. The assault bike is like, like station seven. Everyone, <laughs> the pictures of, of our events from the assault bike are hilarious. The, that one is. I want you to call that Joe. Um, I've been doing it. My, my goal, I think for the next year is to do it every day. Any day I have access to it. Um, that's going to be my new. Wow. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to put that together in a nice little graphic design format. And I'm going to put the challenge out to all of our folks. I, I know that our coaches are going to love a good challenge and, uh, yeah. I know that they're going to encourage that amongst the members. So that's great. Now, now it's gotta be done an hour or less. And, and today I added a bonus. But you don't have to do the bonus. And but I will say this before I tell you what the bonus is. Um, I was at West Point once and the wrestling coach was showing me around. And the wrestling coach said, oh, I, I wish I could show you while school was out, but school got out a week ago. And so nobody's really around. And when we got near the wrestling room, the windows were fogged up. And I said, oh, how many people are in the room? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you said school was out. Nobody's around. He said, well, everybody's in the room. I said, but you told me school was out and they didn't have to rest. He goes, they don't. But if they want to be on the team, they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm giving you bonus points here that you don't have to do, but you probably should do. Um, <laughs> okay. and, and it's 50 burpees. 50 burpees. So that's the last oh. thing. What do I remember the burpees? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. It this is, is awesome. You know, you've created some pivotal moments in, in our lives and the lives of our members. And, and I like how you say that um, you're the physical expression of what we're trying to do on this show. Um, you know, you've just it's another great obstacle course in itself just with these exercises. Right. And um, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, uh, who was one of the first to climb Mount Everest, uh, said it this way, he said, it's not the mountain that we conquer, but ourselves, you know, <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's the reason to try hard, right? Maybe instead of taking the life of easy, the reason to try hard is not so that you can meet the mountain, but maybe so that you can meet yourself, right? You know, and find out who you really are. What would you say to that? That's exactly what we do. We <laughs> mirror it in your face. We introduce you to yourself mm -hmm. and, and that's how we change people. And if you guys wouldn't mind when we're done with this, I'd love for you to create um, a little eight second video of exactly what you just said, because I'm putting together a video 
going back to your question of Joe, how could we help achieve you know the hundred million lives changed? Um, I'm putting a video together. You know, you've seen um, you've seen Dollar Shave Club, Harry's Razors, right? You've seen those funny videos that that they create, and I want to create one. Not so much that it's funny, but like that explains because I don't think most of the population understand why they should do this, mm -hmm. why they should do something hard. So that little clip that you just mentioned of um, Sir Edmund Hill, I've, I've interviewed enough neurologists, neuroscientists, neurosurgeons, psychiatrists, doctor, researchers. I've, I've interviewed like 700 people. And it's not even like you and I, the three of us, we get excited about all this and it makes sense to us because we know how powerful these things are. Talk to the doctors. The doctors, they all explain that like you need this. Mm -hmm. It's like you want to be happy, you have to do this. You have to exercise every day. You've got to do these hard things. Um, the brain, most people don't know this. I didn't know this. The brain actually records when you do hard things. Mm -hmm. And it and it and and the neuroscientists can see a line in the brain when you start something hard and you finish something hard. It leaves a neural pathway. And when you don't finish it, it leaves a gap. Wow. A wow. Gap. And wow. These, and these guys are, these, these, these geniuses are saying to me, Joe, we don't want to have a bunch of gaps in our brain. You, mm -hmm. you want to have tracks. Yeah. Right, right? That you could follow to do other hard things. So, like, Joe, why should we do this? I got a great friend who's very, very wealthy, and he says, no pain, no pain. Why would I want, he goes, why would I want any pain? Well, the science and the biologists and like, it's not me. It's not crazy Joe that's saying this, like smarter mm -hmm. people than me are saying it. Mm -hmm. You know, Robert Frost, uh, I, I just love quotes, but uh, the two, the two roads that diverged in the woods and I took the road less traveled and it made all the difference, right? Like, you know, uh, the other road might have some gaps, <laughs> but this road, and it might be smoother, but it's going to have some gaps, right? But this road that you take that's less traveled, you know, it, it makes a path for you to do other great things in your life, right? And it makes a path for you to help others. You know, I'm sure that you're a better help to others because of the path that you've traveled down. You're a better help to us today. Uh, you know, so that's just so important. So important. How much does that have to do uh, if I can take you here and I want to be respectful of your time. So, uh, you're now doing a TV show called the No Retreat Business Boot Camp, and I was just curious. I haven't seen the show yet, but does it have to do with getting people to establish uh, better relationships or better uh, become a better version of themselves because they're uh, they encounter certain obstacles? I mean, you know, like uh, how how does this go? You know? Well, so you know me, and I'm sure you guys too. I like I I. I love helping individuals. I love helping families. I love helping kids. And I'm really passionate about business. So I love helping businesses too. 95% of businesses fail. 95% at some point in their trajectory. And uh, they don't have to. And, and the way to make it less likely you fail is to um, practice hard. Do hard stuff with your team. Get to a place where everybody's not tapping out. Like my brain is trying to get me to tap out, right? Like with the brain where, where we don't tap out, 
just because it's hard. Business is going to be hard. Life is hard. And so business boot camp is about bringing people on the farm, you know, teams and teams of teams and, um, and letting them practice all the stuff the three of us already know. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. I've been to that farm. Uh, that was a life changing experience. It was funny showing up there in April and having it. I felt like it was the only place on the planet where it was still snowing and <laughs> somewhere in the adventure you had us cross the river and when we crossed the river, we had to do squats on the other side of the river just to put some blood and <laughs> warmth back in our legs. And, and, you know, I've done all that. I've hiked up the trail thinking we were getting to the top to find out that we were hiking down to go back up, you know. And, and then I thought we were spending the night on top of the mountain. And then we were woke up. And we just barely laid down to hike back down the mountain. You know, I've already shared on the show. People know I'm an open book. I have the book Journey Fitness uh, there's a couple of pivotal moments in my life, moments I can look back on and I can tap into a well of strength. There's strength in the struggle. One, of course, is doing 10 years of incarceration. I mean, you know, I say, well, this situation has nothing on that. You know, I'm not an eight by eight. Okay, you know, and, and it's that situation that I went through on your farm, I was like, it, it introduced me to myself and it told me that I had more inside me than I ever thought I did. And, uh, you know, that, that was probably the, uh, the best outcome of that experience is that I still look back on that at certain points in my life. And I'm like, well, I ain't working out for 36 hours straight right now. <laughs> like I did that time and doing all the things that we did. So thank you for doing what you do. I, I truly believe, you know, it's mind, body, spirit. And when you put that body through a challenge, the mind can now handle a greater challenge and the spirit is stronger too. Thank you for doing what you do. 100% aligned. Um, I hate to do this to you, but you just put yourself in a very awkward position. Um, I need you uh, to round up a bunch of overcomers and um, be on the farm. I think it's July 1. So send me an email. Let me know who's coming. Um, plan on being there for three days. Um, I'm sorry. It's the reun <laughs> reunion. Are we having a reunion on the farm? <laughs> Basically a barbecue, a bunch of festivities. We'll have some fun. How many people are you going to round up? Make a commitment here publicly. How many people do you want me to round up? Um, why don't we make it difficult on you and say 10? 10? Well, you can count us in. Count <laughs> us in. All right. Okay. So Yay. it's July 1. <laughs> July one, send me an email. I'll get you, I'll get you the further details. You're on the hook for 10. Um, it's going to be a good time. And um, I won't tell you anymore. Are we there for the day or are we there for three days? How long is it? Three days, three, three days. days. Three. Oh, it ends on July 4th. <laughs> Have some more independence in our life by the time we get there. <laughs> <laughs> I better start doing the drill workout now because yeah, I anticipate right. that I'm going to need some extra training for this. So this is great. Joe, Joe DeSantis, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much for yeah. being so generous with your time and for having this goal. I, I mean, I just, I want to help support you in every way. And I hope that everybody listening to this show feels the same way. That's like, how can we be part of what Joe wants to do? Because you're changing lives and you're making a difference. And where are you physically that. located? Uh, so we're on the Pennsylvania, New York border. Yeah, PA. Yeah, that's what you said, right? Um, yeah. We have a race in PA. Blue Mountain, is it? 
uh, you're you go up by Scranton area, right? There's a yeah, we did that one, uh, Palmerton. Palmerton, Palmerton, right? Yeah, Palmerton. Can yep. you, um, I want you to round up 300 overcomers for that. 300 overcomers, yeah, all right, 300 overcomers for that one. I'll get you the entries. Um, but but you gotta, we need fast commitments from people. I don't want to have it lingering out there where people could make a decision. We'll put it out for like two weeks. We need 300 overcomers. It's on me um, for that event, and then and then ten and then ten at the farm for a little more serious business. We got it. We got to attend to. Okay, we'll let them know that you know this is a leveling up on that. Okay, all right, uh-huh. all right, awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah, count us in. You have my commitment. This is a this is a public commitment. I'm making a public declaration right now. This is great. Uh, thank you, Joe. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com.